This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. Also, those that are listening by shortwave or radio, welcome and social media. I want to talk tonight about how to devil demon proof your life. How to devil proof your life. We're in the chapel of World Ministries International with a live audience. And after we get done with this, we're going into a season of prayer. Christians are constantly under a satanic attack. Much of these attacks can be avoided. Sure, Satan will always attack and look for ways to hurt us. But like any battle, a country or person finds themselves in, we can minimize the pain, suffering, and casualties if we have a strong defense by closing opportunities for the enemy to take advantage of us. We must be able to have all our weapons at our disposal and our defenses in place to ward off the attacks and put the enemy to flight. Again, my message today is how to devil demon-proof your life. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I believe that this is a very crucial message. How to devil demon-proof your life. We all come under attack, but the question is, how much of an attack do we have to come under? Does the devil actually get a foothold in our life? Do we actually have spirits enter our body? To a great extent, it's up to you. Take up the whole armor of God. We need to understand what the armor of God is. Then you need to, obviously, it says take it up. Use it for defense. So you can withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, then stand. So God is saying, hey, 
You've done everything you can stand. Well, now stand. Don't back down. Don't run away. Don't look to the right or the left. Stand. When you have an army train and they go on the front lines, they don't want you to look around and see a way of escape. They want you to advance. They want you to attack. They want you to win. In the Civil War, those officers that were promoted quickly were those that attacked. George Armstrong Custer, one of the youngest boy generals. Why? Because he never retreated. Many people were afraid to die, and so they wouldn't attack, or they would go slow. Custer didn't seem to have a fear of death. He just attacked. Well, so did Grant. That's why Grant became the leader over the whole Continental Army. Grant just attacked. Others, it took them forever to decide if they were going to do anything, and some of them did nothing but just wait, have a defense. But if you were promoted, you attacked. I think it's the same way with God. If we're going to defeat the enemy, we need to attack. And we could go into that in depth. If we're going to win and take back America, we need to attack, not sit back passively and let the enemy take away our freedoms. We need to attack. So far, the church isn't attacking. They're sitting back like cowards and just seeing what's going to happen. Just praying for another election. It's not going to happen, guys. If we don't attack, they're going to continue to do what they did in the last election. Only it's going to become more sinister, more evil as they cover up all of the corruption and make laws so they can continue to be corrupt. We need to attack. If we're going to win, we have to attack. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness. What is righteousness? The will of God. Selfishness is the will of man. If you want your way, you're open to attack. Some people are their own worst enemy. In fact, I would say most people are their own worst enemy. The devil is defeated unless you give him strength through your pride. You get mad at any little thing and you're open to attack. Do we know how to do anything without getting mad? When you let your pride get the best of you, you're open to attack. I'm talking about demonically. You can be a Christian for 50 years. You're still open to attack. The shield of faith. Faith is the will of God. Can we live by the will of God, the word of God? Everybody would say yes, but I'll tell you, it's not as easy as yes. People always are telling me yes, and then I see them violate the word of God with attitude and everything else. So what you say with your mouth for mental assent is a little different than how you live your life. The gospel of peace. Are you a person of peace? You have to answer that. Well, sometimes people can answer it for you. Do they watch you with peace or do they watch you blow up? The helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. That's our weapon. The word of God. If you know the word of God, you know God. If you know God, you can defeat the enemy. It seems elementary, doesn't it? But the reality is a lot of people don't know the Word of God. And they say they know God, but they don't know the Word of God. They don't know God. So they can't defeat the enemy because they don't know God. Just because the Bible is the Word of God doesn't mean you know the Bible. The devil knows the Bible is the Word of God. That doesn't mean you know God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Praying always. Do we pray always? Some of us do, some of us don't. Some of us pray more than others. Some of us pray, now I lay me down to sleep, and they fall asleep. They don't know how to pray in the Spirit. They don't know how to intercede. They don't know what sacrifice of prayer is. To effectively walk out of darkness, we need to become wholly submitted to God, resisting the devil. 
We must be covered in the only protection the enemy cannot penetrate. That's the full armor of God. The full armor. If you are a soldier going into battle, you have to use all of your weapons, all of the armor that you're trained in. Not just grab a hand grenade. Well, a hand grenade is good for one toss, but that's it. What about your other weapons you have on your body, your person, slung over your back, tied to your belt? What about your vest? Can you use your weapons? Good question, can you? Again, answer yourself. We must be covered in the only protection that's the full armor of God. Do we know enough of the Word of God to cover ourselves? Or do we run to the pastor for every little thing because we really don't know the Word of God? We really don't know God, even though we should know God, and even though we say we know God, we know of God. Do you know God? I'm reading a book by Watchman Nee. He really gets in it. Do you really know God? Or are you just reading stories out of the Bible? A lot of people just read stories and they say, I know God. They don't know God. They know stories. It's different than knowing God. Does God passionately flow through your life? Satan does not give in quickly. And unfortunately, we see the casualties of his every efforts day in and day out. We see casualties. I see casualties. People who at one time were on fire for God, but now are drifting aimlessly about. Satan is desperate. Let us stay aware of what he is trying to do. We must be passionate about staying out of bondage and see others live free as well. Passionate about staying out of bondage. Are you passionate? Why put off the old man? Ephesians 4, 21-32, I read, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct. We're talking about how you stay devil-proof. Don't continue in your former conduct. Don't continue to sin intentionally. You say, well, I know the Bible says I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it. Well, watchmen and me would say, you don't know God. You don't know God. Because to know God is to obey God. To know what God wants and to disobey is a rebel. See, not too many people seem to preach the truth these days, and so everybody thinks they can live and be a rebel. Well, I'm afraid there's going to be a lot of people shocked when their spirit leaves their body. Because they're not going to be listening to sloppy agape, and they're not going to be justified with the excuses they give themselves while they continue to live in sin. I think there's going to be a huge shock on Judgment Day. I think there's going to be what we call weeping and gnashing of teeth on Judgment Day. Put off your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Lust. You know what lust is? Wanting your own way. Well, I know the Bible says we shouldn't cohabitate. Then why are you doing it? Because you don't know God. You don't know God. If you knew God, if he really was in you, you wouldn't do it. You know the Bible. You know what it says. You don't know God. You know, people all the time cohabitate and then they want a nice wedding with a white gown. What do you mean a white gown? Why? That's a sign of virginity. You're not a virgin. If you're cohabitating, you're no more virgin. You might as well go buy a red dress. Oh, people don't like this message. What? Too bad. Repent. See, I really don't care anymore. We're losing America. People are going to hell. And do you know God? Do you know God? You've got to answer that for yourself. Put on the new man, created according to God, and true righteousness and holiness. Righteousness is the will of God. Holiness, meaning you're not cohabitating. Therefore, putting away lying, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor, 
speak the truth. Can we speak the truth through our name? Can we speak the truth through our children? Adult children? Or are they no longer our friend if we speak the truth? Well, too bad. You're supposed to be a friend of God, not a friend of children. For we are members of one another. Be angry and don't sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who is in need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Grieve the Holy Spirit. Why did Jesus talk in parables? Tell me. Well, I'll tell you one reason. The scribes continued to grieve the Holy Spirit. And they actually called Jesus names that were names of the devil. They grieved the Holy Spirit. You know, Christians better be very careful how they take the Lord's name in vain. Because they do it all the time. Oh God, oh this. And you wonder why the Spirit of God isn't moving upon you too much? You wonder why you really don't hear the voice of God? You better hope you haven't grieved him enough to be damned. We should not be just taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh, God! Well, why are you saying that at all? Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. In other words, you can't hold bitterness. You can't hold a grudge against somebody. You can't hold it against your pastor that tells you the truth. You get mad? That's just your damn pride in you. So get over it. You know, take a dunk under the blood. Back up to my house and I'll dunk you for you. We'll go in the bathtub and you can dunk again. It is crucial that you understand the consequences of continuing in your old spiritual garments. You want to be demon-proofed? Get out of this nonsense that opened the door for you to have oppression. Maybe possession. When you hold on to your old lifestyle, after having been set free by the blood of Jesus, you're allowing Satan to take advantage of you. The fact that you have invited Jesus in your life does not mean that you're going to stay free from the devil. Isn't that something? Unless you've closed all doors to the devil. All he needs is one small opening. And his hunger for control begins to search for other areas of access as well. When he gains power over you, you end up in the same position you were before you were saved. You know, you've got to keep your temper under control. If you don't, you're opening the door for the devil. And I guarantee you, he'll slap you forward and backward and you don't know what's going on with your life. You're opening the door to be beat up by evil spirits and maybe your husband or wife. When you hold on to the old man and refuse to walk in the new man, you cannot reach the potential God has called you to. It is impossible to be a benefit to God's kingdom because you are wrapped up in personal struggles. You end up always praying, asking God to take the devil off your back. God did take him off your back and you put him back on. He has made a way for you to be useful in establishing the kingdom, but it will take putting your flesh under subjection to the Spirit of God. The Spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. That's always the fight, it's the flesh. Our damnable pride. If you are playing games with God or holding on to your flesh, you are the one who are going to get access to the enemy. 
Reality is not that complicated. When you provide a place for the devil, he takes control, and there's no good in the devil. James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Point number two, do not neglect relationship. One of the ways we give place to the devil is merely neglecting our relationship with Christ. If you do not read your Bible or spend time in God's presence, you leave yourself open to attack. Satan takes advantage of you. Often, great people who love the Lord find themselves overtaken in trials and struggles because they're trying to do the right thing. They stay away from their parents' sins and lusts of the flesh, but neglect coming into relationship with Christ. It's not about the works you do for Christ. It's about the percentage of your life that you submit to him. That's all he wants. You know, I surrender all. I, I remember singing that song as a kid, and we still sing it, I surrender all. But the reality is most people don't surrender all. It's a nice song. I surrender all. But most people don't surrender all. Nice little song. Point number three, be open to correction. Are we open to correction? We get mad when we're corrected. Get mad when a sermon seems to be preached right at me. You know, you preach a sermon anywhere and you can have, preach it in a building of 2,000 people, 1,000 people. You preach right at me. I preached wherever it went. It's the word of God. I can't preach anything else. I'm not preaching my words. So if it hits you between the eyes, God bless you. Hope it knocks you off your feet and you repent. That's just the way I am. You're preaching at me. Well, if you think so, game, I'm preaching right at you. Yeah, you bet. I'm preaching right at everybody. Proverbs 13, 1. A wise son hears his father's instructions, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. You know, you can ask anybody that works for me. If you don't listen, I, you know, I get a little impatient with you, especially if you want to defend yourself. There's no defense for your nonsense. Just obey policy. Our God loves us more than we can imagine. It is that love that risks everything to tell us the truth. Even if it involves correction. No one wants to hear about discipline or correction. But you will never grow unless you are willing to be refined by the fire. If you have a child and we're raising a child, if you don't correct the child, you're not going to like the child in 20 years. That child is going to be such a rebel and he'll give you grief. Well, God doesn't want a rebel, so he will uh, chastise us. As parents, we love and comfort our children. Still, there are times when we must straighten out bad behavior. If we walk according to the flesh, holding on to habits, addictions, and mindsets that keep us bound, we need to correct our ways so we can be more effective in the body of Christ. I believe it breaks God's heart to see the enemy take advantage of you or wreck havoc in your life. I really do believe it breaks, it breaks my heart when I see Christians suffering, when I see marriages suffering. I don't like it. I deal with these things more than people will ever know. Why? Because I'm not supposed to blab it all over the place. God doesn't blab your sins all over the place either, but it breaks his heart. Do not shut yourself out from the comfort and love God wants to provide through correction. Sometimes you get corrected, and I want to leave the church. I want to go. I want to whatever. So what do you do? You keep running from God, and you keep making the same mistakes, and you, your prayers are never answered. You keep getting beat up, and where are you going to quit running? 
You know, there was a song I remember growing up. Oh, sinner man, where are you going to run to? Run to the rocks. Rocks will hide you. Where are you going to run to on that day? It says, all on that day, judgment day. Where are you going to run to? You ain't going to run nowhere. This guy's going to find you. The reality, when the spirit leaves the body, there's no more running. Dalio was telling me a story about a pastor that did not preach on sin. And he did a few other things that were wrong, according to God's warnings. And his spirit left his body, and he found himself going to the deepest part of hell. Do you know, if you don't preach on sin, I believe you as a pastor will probably go to hell. What do you think you're supposed to preach on? Let them do what they want? Be a rebel? Pat them on the back? Be a good little brat? You're supposed to preach on sin. You're supposed to confront them when they're not doing the right thing. You're not supposed to ignore it. Just keep coming, give me your tithes, and God bless you. You're going to have a good week. It's hilarious. Some of the utter nonsense is being preached out there. But rebels like it. They'll keep coming. They'll give you the money. You just keep patting them on the back. Let them continue in their sin and rebellion. Just motivation. They'll love you. They'll give their money. Correct the little rebel and see what happens. Does he want to look for another church? All of a sudden, oh, I don't like the church. He condemning. <laughs> it's just the truth. You're not used to the truth, are you? You were spoiled growing up and you're spoiled now. So when you hear the truth, you run. As parents, again, we love and comfort our children, but we must be able to discipline them. We need to correct their ways that are wrong. Proverbs 19.20 Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. You want some wisdom? Listen to what I'm saying when I'm preaching. I don't think you're going to get any more solid word of God because I am really solid in the word of God. You say you're bragging. You know, I, I spent my whole life preaching the word of God and dealing with sin. That's where God convicted me. That's how I left law enforcement. It's because I saw the church was not prepared to meet it. I have a passion to prepare the church to meet Jesus because they're in rebellion. Hebrews 13, 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy, not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. A true leader will correct you. He's watching over your soul. He wants to present you to the Lord. Why? Because if he presents you to the Lord blameless, God doesn't judge him. Don't you get it? That if, if you are messed up, I'm going to be judged by God. I'd rather you leave and get mad than have me not try to clean you up. Because then it's only you. Oh, what are you going to tell on judgment day? I didn't like the word of God. I didn't like being corrected. I ain't going to give you no sympathy. He's not going to give you no sympathy. You ain't going to get any quarters from God. He'll beat you some more. You better hope you make it to heaven. Deuteronomy 27, 16. Cursed is anyone who dishonors their father or mother. Then all the people shall say, Amen. In Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. How to devil-proof, demon-proof your life. Obey the Lord, listen to the word of God, 
honor it, obey it, and may God richly bless you. This is Jonathan Hansen. I hope you've enjoyed today's warning radio program adapted from our television program shot in my chapel at World Ministries International for a staff service. We need another great awakening to save the Republic of the United States of America. I've asked people to subscribe to Eagles Saving Nations. Help us get into the national stadiums. Help us spark a great awakening. Politicians are not going to save America, even if they're all conservative, even if the Republicans control the House, the Senate, and the White House. That will not save America. Even Republicans have accepted homosexuality. Judgment is going to fall anyway without another great awakening. Conservatives would only slow down the process of the toppling of the Republic. We have to have another great awakening. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org, and please join Eagles Saving Nations. It's so simple, and the cost is very little, $50 a year at one level of Eagles Saving Nations. That is nothing. People say, what can I do? Help us spark another great awakening. Also, if you enjoy my warning radio program that comes on the air every single week, I'll tell you, 2022 has been horrible financially. As we speak, I am still $44,000 over budget. That's $44,000 over budget. If you want to hear this program in 2023, please, please help me. Telephone 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248 and give a generous donation. Help me climb out of the red. Or you could write a check. Make it out to World Ministries International or just WMI. Just put WMI. You could also then send it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Again, on your envelope, address it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Again, World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Also, join Eagle Saving Nations. You can do that, again, if you want to just telephone 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, and make a donation. Operators are waiting. They can take all forms of credit cards. I still owe $13,000 on the vehicle that we use to try to spark another great awakening travel through the United States of America. You could help me in that endeavor. That would greatly help us. Two computers went down to get this message out on radio and television, social media. And we still owe $1,500 on that. So please, do what you can. Again, telephone 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248 to help me in this endeavor so we can make our budget. You can make a donation toward that or toward the vehicle or the radio. Computers. Again, I need your help. May God richly bless you. I wish you a great time with Jesus during the holidays and a very happy new year.